So you finally found some brilliant stars out at the store. Should you open it or keep it sealed? That's one of a few questions we're going to be answering today from you guys here on the channel. What is going on everybody? Welcome back to the channel, TCG Funhouse, where we talk all things Pokemon TCG. I'm Travis, and of course, you guys know, sometimes this guy up here, I always point in the wrong direction, this guy up here, uh, you know, he frequents the channel here. Who are you, sir? I'm ASX from ASX TCG, and I've been loving all the questions you guys have been sending over, and I can't wait to answer some more today. Yes, absolutely. You guys um, loved last week's episode, so we're bringing it back again this week. And we have more questions from you guys down there in the comment section that we have written down on our list. And if you have questions that you want us to answer in future episodes, please do the same thing on this episode. Leave a question down there in the comment section, and we will get around to answering it for you. Um, we have a real spicy, spicy Q&A today. Uh, we're going to be talking about some brilliant stars, alternate arts, why our favorite Pokemon are their favorite Pokemon, um, plus a couple of extra. So, but, you know, without further ado, drop a sub if you're new here on the channel, guys. TCG Funhouse, we post Pokemon content three times per week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday on 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, we have a giveaway going on here on the channel every single month. So stay tuned to the very end to get those entry details. But, first question on the docket today is actually from Jason from the TCG Funhouse Patreon, and he says, what are the top fan favorite Pokemon that you should have in your collection? Hit it. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great question. Um, I'm sure a question that is actually on a lot of our minds, so thank you for asking. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. No uh, Charizard. My, my number one here is... Uh, <laughs> Is uh, Dunsparce. Shuckle. So Dunsparce. You Shuckle. Wanna have, and, and Shuckle was my number two. I <laughs> know, uh, but in all seriousness, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be the Charizard, obviously, right? Uh, we've seen it time and time again uh, where, you know, the Charizard card comes out, you know, within the top three cards of the set, usually number one. Um, so got to naturally throw him in there. Um, another one would be Umbreon for sure for me. Uh, Umbreon just had a huge, you know, fan following ever since Umbreon came on the scene. Uh, so agree. that would definitely be, you know, probably my number two. Um, and it's tough not to want to go ahead and throw like almost all the evolutions in there, to be honest with you. Uh, but I would say Umbreon is probably the number one for me. Um, another one I would say is probably Mewtwo. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of nice Mewtwo cards out there uh, in. in Mewtwo cards tend to typically do well in the sets that they're in also. Agreed. Um, so that's three. Don't forget uh, Mew as well, man. You got Mew right yeah, there with Mewtwo. I mean, I was, I was going to say, I was going to say, I know there's a lot of Mew cards out there as well. And we just had an absolutely beautiful one in Celebrations. Um, oh, so yes. I would, I would stand to oh. say like Mew and Mewtwo are probably neck and neck right there. I for agree. Me, honestly, they're almost like, they're um, almost like, they're always like tied together in terms yeah. of like values and like when there's an awesome promo card they both get a promo card when there's like a set like unified minds they're both inside the set yeah. like yeah they're they're always like hanging out together yeah i mean i feel like they've been tied at the hip like ever since the beginning right i mean we got them both in the movie that's when we really figured out you know what they were both all about it's almost so. like one is the clone of the other you know like who would have thought like i mean 
there's got to be something there, but I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, hard to tell. <laughs> Mew 3? Don't forget about Mew 3. <laughs> Mew 3? Yeah. Um, that would be interesting. I don't know. They, they could do something. I guess they kind of did that with, like, the X and the Y kind of. Right, you know, right. Mew, Mew 2B and Mew 2C kind of. Um, mega evolutions. <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, getting, getting back to the list here. Um, God, it's tough. I would say, I mean, I would say any of the original three starters. Um, oh, yeah. As I agree well, there, you too. Know, uh, obviously, Charizard's in there, but Blastoise, Venusaur as well. Blastoise typically always comes out kind of in the middle of those three, typically. Um, and then I would say for my last one, um, mm-hmm. this is a tough one. This is a tough one. You're spinning a lot over of there. Favorites. I'll, t- I'll tell you who I think your last one should be, and I'm going to go with Rayquaza. I think Rayquaza yeah, cards always carry some decent clout. Um, yep. I mean, just look at Evolving Skies. Two of uh, the Pokemon oh, on your yeah. list are right there with Umbreon and Rayquaza. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's always all this talk about that Umbreon alternate art, but a lot of people don't realize, like, dude, that Rayquaza, it's like $240 right now. Yeah. Like, that is there. massive. That, would, that technically makes it, I think, the second most expensive card. Uh, right up there, so. along with the Shiny Charizard VMAX um, from Shining Fates. Those two cards right there. I mean, it's a lot of people are forgetting about it. There's not much talk about what people are calling the Danger Noodle, which is strange to me. I don't know who started <laughs> that, but go check yourself. I have heard yourself. that before, but that, that is good. The I Danger like Noodle, yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I completely agree with your list. Um, you know, and if you guys follow me here on the channel, you know I like to focus on, like, undervalued Pokemon or... Um, when I give you guys my, uh, my acronym fan favorites is always the very first one that I talk about. Um, and of course there's Charizard, uh, Mew, Mewtwo, the Evolutions, um, Rayquaza. I think Gengar also carries really good value. Uh, Gengar is one of those super, I mean, so many people love Gengar. He's such a fan favorite across the board. Um, and then when you look at the undervalue side of things, there's a lot of steals to be had as well for Pokemon that are very, very popular that maybe yeah. don't necessarily get extraordinarily rare cards like Pikachu and Eevee. So I think when you're adding Pikachu cards and Eevee cards to your collection as well, you know, you're not getting the $200, $300 cards unless you get that Rainbow Chew from uh, from Vivid. <laughs> True. But um, I can almost guarantee you that any set that has a Pikachu-like common in it, it's going to be the most expensive common and anytime yeah. you get promo cards, and same thing with Eevee, but anytime you get promo cards that, you know, like inside the three-pack blisters or the check lane blisters, mm-hmm. the Pikachu cards and Eevee cards always carry more value than when you yeah. get like a, you know, I don't know, like an Infernape or something like that as a as a holographic uh, Black Star promo. A Flapple? Or a Flapple, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, when you when you go shop, I think the Brilliant Stars uh, three-pack blisters, there's Flapple and Eevee are the two choices, right? Or no, those are the single-pack blisters. Flapple and Eevee, yeah. the single-pack uh, check lanes. Or yeah, for the three-packs. Glaceon. Glaceon, yeah. Um, but for the single-packs, like at Walmart, like the check lane blisters, it's Eevee and Flapple are like the two Flapple. that you choose from. If you're going to buy five, you know, promo packs or, or you know, because that's all that there is, you should buy f- all five EVs. Like, there's really <laughs> no reason to buy the Flapple. Um, and then same thing even with, like you were saying, the actual starters from Kanto, Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. Yeah. Like, when you're looking at promo cards or, um, you know, like holographic 25th anniversaries or whatever, you know, like those Charmanders and Bulbasaurs are going to carry 
more value than Jigglypuffs and things like yeah. that. So focusing on fan favorites is, is a massive, massive ordeal. Unfortunately, almost all of them are like Kanto Pokemon, really, you know. Um, I mean, it's like are right you, there. Are you, uh, are you upset with that, though? I know I'm definitely not. No, not at all. I mean, that's where the nostalgia lies. You know, it really, really yeah. does. So, uh, but those are my choices uh, and my my thought process on that. And when it comes to Pokemon investing specifically, Jason, um, getting fan favorites, the reason why that's so important is because they're so easy to unload. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it's going to be much easier to unload a bunch of. Uh, Charizards and Pikachu's and things like that, as opposed to like Urshifu and Toxtricities. You know, it's just yeah, the market is way higher in demand. So, good question, good question. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, great question. Um, so now we're gonna move on to the question that uh, I teased you guys with. You know, had to force you guys to listen to us a little bit. Um, but Matt from uh, Instagram wants to know if you have brilliant stars. Should you be opening it right now, or should you be keeping it for a sealed collection? Um, and I'm assuming Matt is talking about specifically for, like, an investment purpose. You know, obviously, if you want to open the packs, open the packs. But in terms of yeah. just raw value and pure value, what are you doing with your brand stars, man? Are you opening them, or are you keeping it for a sealed collection? Yeah, um, that's another great question. And I would say, I mean, I'm definitely still in the phase where I'm opening up Brilliant Stars. Yeah. Um, you know, it's I, I feel like it's a set that is getting the right treatment when it comes to printing. Um, and I feel like we're going to see it for for a long time, yeah. uh, definitely throughout the rest of this year. So I personally probably won't start a sealed collection for it um, until probably a couple months from now. Um, definitely still got some cards that I'm chasing that I would love to pull. You know, I'm, I'm the collector, uh, at heart here. So I, would love to pull them. So, you know, I'm still opening things up and I, I think, you know, we're still in a safe place to be opening it up. I don't think we're going to be seeing any shortages, uh, you know, really anytime soon. I know there's kind of been a recent shortage of like booster boxes and things like that, but mm-hmm. there, that that's going to come back. I, I have faith that that's going to come back and yeah, I'm, I'm still opening it up right now. Ask me that in a couple months, and I'm probably going to tell you I'm starting to keep some of this stuff sealed. Yeah, it's a, it's actually a really um, tough question because I, I agree with you. I think Brilliant Stars is one of those sets that is not as punishing to open as yeah, some other too. sets, right? But yeah. what comes to mind when I think that is, you know, another set that was not very punishing to open up was Cosmic Eclipse. And look at that sealed product and how much that has gone up in price as opposed to other Sun and Moon era sets. You know, like Sun and Moon era sets had a pretty decent rise between, you know, Lost Thunder, Celestial Storm, and sets like that. But none of them had the meteoric rise um, that Cosmic had, except for maybe Team Up as well. Um, But Cosmic just felt so good to open, right? So, you know, you never really thought about it. And Brilliant Stars is very similar. It's it's much easier to, I don't know, let's just say break even on a booster box with Brilliant Stars than it is some other sets. You know, like if you're if you're oh, opening yeah. uh, Fusion Strike and you don't get one of the big three cards, you lost yeah. money. Yeah. If you're if you're opening Chilling Rain, Battle Styles, all these things, you know, most of the time you're gonna be losing money on that. To where yeah. Brilliant Stars and Evolving Skies, opening up yeah. those two packs, it is much easier to break even um, by actually ripping packs, which is like impossible nowadays. Yeah. Um, right. But also that being said, I see both sides of the coin, 
you know, look at just look at what happened to to Cosmic Eclipse, Unified Minds, and things like that, and it makes you wonder, man, if I store away like six cases of brilliant stars, you know, is that gonna is that gonna triple, quadruple, you know, what what is it, quintuple? I don't know what's after that. Um, yeah, in, you're getting there in price in the next couple of years, right? In two three years. Yeah. You know, are we going to be looking at, you know, $600 a booster box for Brilliant Stars because it has the alternate art Charizard, the rainbow Charizard, and the trainer gallery cards, right? Because it is so yeah. satisfying to open. So yeah. I really do see both sides of it. The reason I'm going to say uh, you should open your Brilliant Stars right now is simply because two reasons. One, uh, I'm going to reiterate what you said. There's more coming. You know, there's going to yeah. be another wave of Brilliant Stars coming. There might be two more waves of Brilliant Stars because Pokemon has directly said we're printing more of the sets that people want, and yeah. that equals Brilliant Stars. People really, really love Brilliant Stars. They really, really love Evolving Skies. Um, so I would expect quite a bit more Brilliant Stars coming. And it's not that hard to find. You know, you got two packs inside every Pikachu V-Box. you got um, three-pack blisters still showing up. you got the Arceus V-Box coming out. you got yep. uh, uh, these additional products, the Boltund Box, that are yep. still hitting the shelves, the Arceus chest, and there still is an Arceus lunchbox coming. So, like, we're still getting more brilliant stars. So I still think you're safe yeah. to open it up. Um, and the second reason why I'm going to piggyback off of that is the amount of people that are sealed collecting nowadays. Um, yeah. Five, six, seven years ago, nobody kept anything sealed because it was just not a thing. Sealed collecting was not a thing. And then 2020, yeah. 2021 happened, and people realized holy shit, there's a massive market yeah. for sealed vintage or even sealed product from five, six, seven years ago um, that people want to yeah. open up. And people are stocking their closets with things like Brilliant Stars booster boxes and ETBs. So with that whole mix happening, I'm going to fall into the boat of open up your Brilliant Stars right now. But again, just like ASX said, in two, three months, tone it down. Tone it down a little bit. Once that third wave hits and is gone... Let's let's bring it down and start putting some away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and the next next big question uh, for this episode comes from Kyler over from Instagram, uh, who loves Kingdra by the way, and I think that's awesome because Kingdra mm -hmm. is a super underrated Pokemon. Oh yeah. Um, every new set seems to be printing less alternate arts than the than the previous set. Will alternate arts stop being printed? Period. Are they gonna just stop somewhere and just? move forward like they did with tag teams and uh, break yeah. cards and things like that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's out of the question, right? I mean, we've seen plenty of different, you know, types of cards, different rarities come and go. Um, yeah. I, I personally, I would hate to see them go because I love just, I love the artworks. And so it's such a great feeling pulling an alternate art, no matter, honestly, no matter what alternate art it is, it's just a great feeling. Um, so I personally feel, or I personally hope that that they don't give them up but you know i i kind of feel like i honestly i feel like we're gonna probably see them throughout the rest of the sword and shield era i have a good feeling which about is that. probably only the rest of this year though so like what do you think do you think by 2023 and gen 9 releases are we still getting alternate arts i think we could see a change there i think if they're yeah. going to make the change to go to something else i think that's when it's going to be i mean they've seen huge success with the alternate arts in the sword and shield era i mean mm -hmm. really why would you stop when you know even you know that's what sets sell on a lot of times even you know fusion True. strike um great yeah. set i've you know come to you know it, it's grown on me a lot more love fusion um, strike, man. you know but those 
those alternate arts kind of help really drive that set. So, you know, I, I think they're going to keep it throughout the Sword and Shield era. You know, Gen 9 comes along. I think we're probably going to see something something different. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go the other way, actually. I, I disagree. I think they're okay. going to continue the alternate art route. Um, and that's for a couple reasons. Generation 9 is already going to have enough changes. Um, mm. they're, I'm sure they're going to switch from V to something else, uh, which means I yeah. think V Max is going to get dropped as well. And I think V Star is going to get dropped as well. So yeah. if we're losing all the Vs, there's really no reason for them to drop alternate arts because, in my opinion, alternate arts are something that can carry different types of cards, right? So, yes, yeah, you, sure. you can change the mechanic from EX to GX to V from tag team yeah. to V Max, but the artwork on the card doesn't necessarily matter for the game. Um, and I think alternate arts are their way of doing quote unquote, like extended arts, like magic has and things like that. Um, and giving us the exact same card in a much more rare, different format. And a lot of people don't even realize they've been giving us alternate arts for a long time. Like go, go back during sun and moon even, and you know, look at the, uh, Espeon Deoxys alternate art and the dark cry Umbreon Mm -hmm. alternate art tag teams that came in the, those promo boxes and you know, the, the Reshazard, right? The Reshazard Charizard alternate art, the, those tens that had the Pikachu Zekrom alternate art. Like they started out by giving them to, uh, giving them to us as promo cards and they are phenomenal freaking cards, man. Like they are so good. Now, I would expect the art style to change, but I still sure. think they're going to be alternate arts, right? I think that's just going to be something that Pokemon adopts. Adopts? Okay. Yeah. Is adopts a word? No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. It, it would be we can make adopts, it a word. you know? <laughs> but um, I think it's just it's their way of signifying a new rarity that isn't like yeah. this massive change like a rainbow rare is, you know? Like, okay. I would I would probably expect them to drop rainbows before they drop alternate arts. Um, I would agree with you. You know, it's almost like another version of shiny. Like you can make a Pokemon shiny and not change the mechanic, right? You know, like the, the hidden fates GX shinies are the same as the regular GX's full arts that were printed in the previous sun and moon sets. So I definitely think they're going to continue them. Uh, I hope so because they are phenomenal. I do too. (laughs) I mean, the last, you know, between brilliant stars, fusion strike, Really, you can go all the way back to battle styles with the most expensive cards in these sets being the yeah. alternate arts. You know, Ch- uh, Chilling Rain with the Blaziken and the Moltres and battle styles with, I don't know, battle styles had the, oh crap, the Tyranitar. Tyranitar. The, um, you know, where it kind of all started in Sword yeah. and Shield era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and they've been carrying the torch ever since, more than the gold cards, more than the yeah. rainbows. Like, they've taken that spot. And I think Pokemon doesn't want to just let that go as well if they've been selling a lot of their stuff yeah so very true very true all right moving on down the road cody also from instagram shout out to cody um give us an in-depth breakdown of why travis chandelure is your favorite pokemon and asx arcanine is your favorite pokemon let's hear it man awesome yeah so arcanine um Arcanine's just kind of always been one of those Pokemon that's, you know, really been like in my top three ever since the beginning. Um, you know, obviously I have a, you know, soft spot for, you know, the Charmander and the Charizard and all that, all the Kanto Pokemon. But, um, you know, Arcanine has just always been one that's, that's really stood out to me. And I've been a, you know, I'm a dog person myself. I've always had dogs growing up. Um, so I've always loved the dog Pokemon and, and Arcanine just looked super fierce, you know, from the beginning in the anime, you know, watching him with, uh, 
you know, who is it, Officer Jenny, uh, you know, her out there running around with the Arcanines and all the Growlis and everything, um, you know, just just really helped me feel like Arcanine was like, I don't know, just more than a Pokemon, I guess, if you will. I don't know. It felt like Dude, he you know, he was supposed to be a legendary. Was... I'm sure you know that already. But and he that's was... what I'm getting to. Okay. Oh, okay. sorry, 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 so, sorry. So, <laughs> and he's like a pseudo legendary in my eyes too, because he was almost a legendary. If you go back, there's you know different uh, instances of him where you can kind of see it as he was almost you know mentioned to be a legendary in the anime, and then. On his card, his base set card, it literally says "Legendary Pokemon" mm-hmm. right under his uh, under right under his picture. So to me, he's always been legendary, um, and you know that's it's just been you know one of my favorite Pokemon from the very beginning, and uh, I, I think that's why he he holds such such a good place in my heart. You know, I I love that because uh, a lot of people, you know, they do they tend to you know, go towards, you know, the Charizards and the Mewtwo's and like the real big, you know, legendary or starters or Blastoise or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think Arcanine is one of those Pokemon that, believe it or not, actually gets not as much respect as it should. As a I Pokemon, totally agree. Well, dude, it's like, like as a Pokemon that was originally designed to be a legendary, like you would think that mm-hmm. it was like, okay, you know, we're not going to quite give it the legendary status, but we're at least going to give it like the Dragonite treatment, you know, or yeah. or the Gengar treatment or the Gyarados treatment even. Yeah. Um, but it really doesn't. It often is, you know, that real big, scary looking Pokemon that falls behind all those other Kanto Pokemon. Like I'd even put it, you know, in terms of how much respect it gets from the Pokemon company, I'd put it behind Machamp. I'd put it behind Cypher. Yeah. I'd put it behind... Yeah. Um, you know, Gengar and maybe even like Onyx, oh, you know, like Onyx might even get, yeah. you know, obviously Pikachu, you know, Eevee, of course. And, yeah. you know, to go from a Pokemon that was supposed to be one of the legendary linchpins, but it just didn't make sense because it was like, okay, we got three birds and a dog and a dog. Like, right? that's a little <laughs> weird. You know, it would have been cool to see them maybe do like one bird, one dog and one I don't know cat or something like, you know, yeah. make a make a Persian style, you know. So, and uh they also probably wanted to move away from like evolutions, like legendaries. They don't want them evolving, you know. So Exactly. Man. If it was just Arcanine, like cool, I get it, but Growlithe and Arcanine yeah. legendary? Mm, I think they wanted to stay away from that boat, but um, yeah. Chandelure for me, man. Chandelure. Um, yeah, I'm interested in hearing uh, hearing what you got to say for this one. It's actually quite recent, believe it or not. Um, okay. Chandelure has not been my favorite Pokemon for for a very long time. So, uh, growing up as a kid, uh, Bulbasaur was my very first starter. So for a long time, Venusaur was my favorite Pokemon. Yep. And then you know the Charizard bug caught me, so I loved Charizard. Um, and then for a long time, it was actually Machamp because Machamp was my very first holographic card that I ever got. Um, oh, yeah. So and for the, it's probably like that way for a lot of people as well. I think it was probably mine. Yeah. That you get that starter deck and it's got that first edition hollow in there. And you oh, know, yeah. that was that was really important to me, you know, and I loved it so much. And, you know, from that day forward, Machamp was one of my favorites up until today. It probably still is in my top five. Um, yeah you know, favorite Pokemon of all time. And then uh, when I got back into the video games, which was around Generation 6, <clears throat> I really enjoyed Lucario. You know, Lucario was yeah. my dog. 
Um, you know, I got, I think it was Aqua Sapphire. No, it was Omega Ruby was the one that I picked up. And, you know, he plays a really big part in those games. And I, yeah. you know, Mega, Mega Lucario. And he was so OP and so powerful. And they just give you, like, this big, huge cannon right out the gate. And it was just so yeah. awesome. But then Galar comes along, right? Play through Galar. I'm like, this is really, really cool. And I needed to diverse my team, right? Um, I've always loved fire type Pokemon in the games. Yeah. They always hit so hard for me. And I'm, I'm always one yeah. of those players that just wants to attack. You know, I don't, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, you know, I'll do the whole strategy thing, but like, I want to hit you with like a massive flamethrower, like oh, yeah. right out the gate. And I want to see if I can Oko most things, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, right there with you. Yeah. So like, you know, my Pokemon are almost always just like, you know, hey, it's, you know, a uh, hundred, a uh, hundred attack strike and just, you know, try to get the type advantage in Oko, right? That's always what I'm aiming for. Right. Um, and I needed a fire type Pokemon because uh, I chose Sobble as my starter. Um, cool. And then I was like, you know, I can really round this out to get like a ghost as well. So I, you know, I went yeah. and hunted myself down a Litwick because I needed ghost and fire typing. And then quickly, like I just started sweeping people with my nice with my even my lampant you know my lampant and through my chandelure like i was just sweeping people left and right and he always came in handy when i needed him so he literally became my primary pokemon like even over inteleon over my starter which is rare like normally i pick a starter and at my first playthrough like that starter is my dog you know and i replaced him with chandelure and i was like this is i love this pokemon so much and then when i started live streaming um, the very first Pokemon that I Masuda Method hunted was I wanted to get a shiny Chandelure because it was so important to me for the Sword and Shield games. And I got one after about 700 eggs um, and, you know, leveled it all the way up and have, like, the perfect moveset on it. And, like, I'm just in love with the shiny Chandelure. And That's it's awesome. just, to this day, like, after after playing my, my through, it's like anytime I can get a Chandelure in my team, I want one. Like, I just... That's my dog, you know? That's awesome. Um, and I love collecting their cool cards. Story. And dude, believe it or not, man, like, Chandelure actually gets quite a bit of love in the TCG. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember what set it was now. Maybe Fusion Strike Fusion or... Strike. Yep. There's yeah, a full art, the whole... there's a rainbow, there's a VMAX. Yeah. It has the whole lineup for Chandelure. Um, he, there's a secret rare, shiny Chandelure card um, from the, yeah. I want to say it was Black and White era. Um, I think so. It was like mid black and white era. I can't remember the set. And it's one of my huge massive chase cards. It's like a hundred dollars in near mint condition right now. So I'm like really struggling pulling the trigger on it. Um, but like that's like my number one massive chase is I want like a near mint condition shiny chandelure. Uh, from one I was of trying those. to look it up here for you real quick. I can't find it. I know what you're talking about though. That yeah, is a nice looking it's card. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's got the purple, uh, you know, the purple background and it it looks like a standard card, but it's a secret rare. Uh, yeah. And it's a shiny. It's the same set that has, I think, a shiny Hydreigon. Is it Dragon Exalted? Dragon's Exalted, maybe? Um, I think it's Dragon's Exalted. But anyway, um, yeah, surprising. And Chandelure actually has really good following, believe it or not. People love Chandelure, which is kind of stupid because he's just a chandelier, a haunted chandelier. <laughs> you know, but, like, dude, Lampet is creepy as hell, dude. You know Lampet's backstory? Oh, yeah. Where they, like, he, like, hangs around no. hospitals. Well, yeah, dude, like, Lampet hangs around <laughs> hospitals and, like, literally steals, like, people's souls when they die. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like that's, it's, that's it's really creepy. I love it. Like I love it, dude. I, I yeah, no, I, I got I got some more respect for the whole Chandelure line here now. Look it up, man. Look it up. Seriously. Chandelure awesome. is badass, dude. Like Lampet Chandelure is badass and like Driftbloom is cool too because he steals children, which is awesome. A lot of people don't know that. I have heard that. Yeah. No, I have heard that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Just looking at these, the uh, more recent cards, the full art card really stands out to me for the Chandelure. I just love the, the colors the pink on that background. Yeah, it's yeah, so it nice. Really, dude, the really V Max nice. looks fantastic too. Are you kidding me? Like, dude, it it's does. awesome. But meanwhile, my boy, my boy Arcanine can't even get a regular V card dude, over even, here. Even when Killing you're, me. even when you're like a Hisuian freaking variant <sighs> in the game where you have a, a whole part of the game where the whole point is to go beat the that you still just get a regular Hollow. <laughs> Killing me, man. Killing me. Lilligant got a V Star, bro, and your your boy Arcanine just got a regular hollow. This is the second time in a row we did a QA and somebody bought into the tech break. Ever since they decided, you know what, we're not gonna make him a legendary, I feel like it's just been downhill for Arcanine. That's what I'm saying. They just swept him out the door. They were like, all right, well, since he's not gonna be legendary, like screw this guy. Get him out of here. He got like a break card, I think was like the last cool thing. And I think it was a promo as well. I don't know if he pulled it. I think it was just came in a box. There's a lot of fantastic Arcanine artworks that are vintage, but like it is it has been forgotten, you know. Yeah. Like there were complaints about it. Now we got Boltund. Too, too many Gen 1ers, you know, too many people too, showing too much love to Kanto. They're like, all right, well, someone's got to sacrifice, and Arcanine took the heat. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate, but so it is what it is. Maybe absolutely. one day. So, yeah, guys, that's our uh, that's our episode for today. You know, um, awesome questions. Thank you guys so yeah, much. Definitely. Like, uh, love it, love it, love it. If you guys want your, again, if you want your uh, questions answered by us here on the channel, uh, multiple ways, you can write it down in the comment section you can send us DMs over on Instagram. You can uh, join TCG Funhouse Patreon with the link in the description. Talk to me over there. Um, all that kind of stuff. But uh, once again, guys, uh, if you're new here, drop us up. Pokemon content three times per week. ASX, go check him out as well. Uh, you got some more videos coming up, man. You got you going to be doing some more yeah. streams or what you got going yeah, on? Yeah, definitely. I, I am planning for um, a live stream here coming up. Sheesh. Probably in probably not this weekend, but probably next weekend. I'm thinking. And uh, I got uh, I, one of my favorite sets from this era has been Celebrations, and I've not been able to open that live for you guys. Nice. Um, so I got some Celebration stuff. I got a, a couple lunchboxes, and ETB that I wasn't sure I was going to open, but I want to open it up. So I'm going to open that up live for you guys as well. I got some other Brilliant Stars stuff, too, that I'm kind of collecting here. Celebrations because I pull eight Charizards, and hey. every time I open Celebrations, I, I mean, get Charizard, so... When you open it and you're pulling Charizards left and right, I mean, are you going to stop? That's my question. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah. but, yeah, guys, cool uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us. I know uh, some of you guys have stuck around to uh, get those entry details. We're giving away some brilliant Stars building battle kits here on TCG Funhouse, and I guess you guys have waited long enough. Here are your entry details right now. Thank you guys so much for staying around to the end of today's video to get your entry details for the month of April here on TCG Funhouse. That's right. Boom. Two winners for the month of April. Every quarter, I like to do a giveaway where I give multiple subscribers a chance to win instead of just one. And in April, we're doing two Brilliant Stars built-in battle kits, guys. It's amazing. Four booster packs inside plus a stamped promo. All you have to do, guys, is make sure you are a subscriber here on the TCG Funhouse YouTube channel. Smash that like button on this video and leave a comment below. Anything you want to comment, whether I ask you a question in the video, what you thought of the video, 
anything. I reply to as many comments as I can, and I make sure I heart as many comments as I can as well. But that's all that you guys have to do to get your entries for this month, and you can get an entry every single video. See you there. Thank you.